0: First, we were in your community. Now, we're in your ears. Unlike Black Canary from DC Comics, we will not use this ability against you. This is Pager, a podcast brought to you by the West Bend Community Memorial Library. It's like talking to your favorite librarian when you're both super good at social distancing. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm the Young Adult Services Librarian and audio enthusiast at the West Bend Library. So thanks for tuning in to this month's episode of Pager. This month, I'd like to talk a little bit about one of my favorite authors, and then a lot about superheroes. The author in question is Frederick Backman, who first came to my attention in 2014 with the English release of his novel *A Man Called Uva*. Frederick Backman publishes in Swedish originally, and his books have been pretty successful over in the United States in translation. Uva, the title character in *A Man Called Uva*, which is spelled O-V-E. Uva is a textbook curmudgeon. He has staunch principles and strict routines and a short fuse. But behind the cranky exterior, there's a story and a sadness. So, one November morning, a chatty young couple with two chatty young daughters move in next door and accidentally flatten Uva's mailbox. This is the lead into a comical and heartwarming tale of unkempt cats, unexpected friendship, delicious food, and the ancient art of backing up a U haul. All of which change one cranky old man and those around him forever. I absolutely love this book. I laughed. I cried. I really, really enjoyed getting to know Uva and his neighbors and his backstory. I shared quotes on social media about this. I really loved this book. But really loving just one book by an author isn't enough to make them a favorite author, in my opinion. So as you may know, NHL hockey is back, and I've been thoroughly enjoying the chaos that is the road to the Stanley Cup in a bubble. I've been a hockey fan for as long as I can remember, and I worked in sexual assault victim advocacy in college. So in 2017, when Frederick Backman's book Beartown was published, I couldn't get my hands on it fast enough. Beartown tells the story of a small town in Sweden that folks who don't live there insist is dying. The locals hope that if their junior hockey team performs well enough, the opening of a prestigious hockey academy will breathe new life into their community. These hopes are derailed, however, when the star of the hockey team rapes a classmate at a party and his victim has the courage to share her story. Now I'm a small town girl myself, and I'm still not over how real every single character in Beartown feels to me. The way I picture the book in my head, pretty much every character has the face of someone I knew in high school. It hits so close to home and handles some very difficult subject matter with an amazing amount of humanity. Beartown and its sequel, Us Against You, remain some of my favorite books I've ever read, even if they're so true to life that they're sometimes painful. I mention this today on this month's podcast because I just finished another book by the same author called My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry, and now that I'm done with it, I've read every single book by Frederick Backman, including his shorter novellas, so he's got some short stories too if you're into that sort of thing. It's not super rare that an author catches my attention like this, but I'm the young adult services librarian, so I'm usually hung up on an author who writes books for teenagers. Uh, What really draws me to these books is their overwhelming kindness. It's so apparent from the text that Backman really believes in the good in people. Even when characters do something I consider absolutely reprehensible, he gives you this look into how their mind works and why they act the way that they act, what motivates them, and it really makes you contemplate why they've made the choices that they made. It's been helpful for me to remember that I don't know why people act in ways other than what I assume is common sense. Someone who disagrees with me might not be selfish. Perhaps they just don't have all the information about a contentious topic, or they've been raised differently than I have and they're coming at things a different way than I approach it. When folks react with anger, maybe that's how they handle their own fear. It doesn't necessarily make people good, or right, or excuse them from the consequences of their actions. But it is helpful, for me at least, to keep things in mind and try to treat other people with grace. And my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry. Our plucky young heroine Elsa is seven years old, which is pretty uncommon for an adult book. Elsa is precocious, old for her age, and has a tough time making friends at school because she's pretty different from them. Uh, So kind of think uh, almost a Pippi Longstocking who's sort of forced into regular society. As such, her best friend is her grandmother, and together the two go on fabulous imaginary adventures, they speak in a secret language all their own, and Elsa knows that many adults find her grandmother difficult, including her own mother, who is often exasperated by Granny's antics. When Granny dies, she leaves Elsa with a quest, to track down people Granny has wronged and apologize to them on her behalf. Elsa's journey features drunks, monsters, attack dogs, and old crones, but also important truths about fairy tales and family, bravery, and human nature. I loved this book a great deal. I loved the characters and getting to really get immersed in their world and to experience it all through Elsa's eyes. She's very innocent, very young, very naive, but as a grown-up reading the book, you can pick up on some of the things that she's dealing with that Elsa herself might not realize are going on. Elsa is very into fictional heroes. She's eternally shocked that there are people who haven't read, or worse, read and didn't like, Harry Potter. But she's also fascinated by comic book heroes like Spider-Man and the X-Men. Grow up and be different, and don't let anyone tell you not to be different, because all superheroes are different, Granny tells Elsa. All the best people are different. Look at superheroes. After all, if superpowers were normal, everyone would have them. Elsa parrots later. Improbable tragedies create improbable superheroes they muse together, and every seven-year-old deserves a superhero. That's just how it is. I would argue, however, that everyone deserves a superhero, and that's just how it is, no matter how old you are. Elsa and her granny dared to be different, just like the comic book heroes Elsa admires. So I've found myself with superheroes on the brain a lot these days, especially after finishing this book superheroes are brave, they stand up for what's right, and lots of them wear masks to protect themselves and their loved ones. If you're new to comics and not sure where to start, the popular superhero series at the West Bend Library, such as Spider-Man, The X-Men, Deadpool, The Avengers, Batman, Wonder Woman, and more, are helpfully labeled, so you have an idea of where each series begins. Most comic books also include background on the characters and the events that you're going to need to know going in, so you can often pick up pretty much anywhere and just fill in the rest when you have time. If you're tired of Western superheroes, you can consider picking up the manga series My Hero Academia. The author is Japanese, but he clearly has a deep love for Western superheroes, and it's kind of fun to see his take on the genre of someone from kind of outside of mainstream superhero comics culture. There's also an anime adaptation, if you would prefer to just watch it. <laughs> My Hero Academia is set in a world where most of the human population has developed unusual abilities called quirks. Quirks usually manifest in children by the age of four, somewhere around there, and there are infinite types of quirks, so it's extremely unlikely to find two people who have the exact same power. Most people have mundane quirks, where it just kind of, you know, maybe they move around a little faster, or they, you know, can become slippery and slide things to you. <laughs> so little things like that, but other folks have more intense powers, so they use their quirks to become heroes who try to help people in need. And of course, some individuals use their quirks for selfish and criminal purposes, so plenty of hero work involves combating villains. Our protagonist in My Hero Academia is Izuku Midoriya, and he never manifested a quirk. However, his bravery and selflessness catch the attention of the number one most popular, strongest hero, All Might. And All Might decides to begin mentoring Izuku. So our boy ends up at a prestigious school for young aspiring heroes, working with his classmates, struggling with homework... And of course, dealing with the kind of villains who think a superhero school is the ideal target for criminal mischief. The characters are compelling, the powers are really cool, and I really like that underlying message that heroism is much more than the powers you're born with. Anyone can really be a hero, no matter what their abilities are. I do tend to prefer my heroes a little bit out of the mainstream personally. So if you're familiar with comics, my favorite Avenger is Hawkeye. My favorite X-Man is either Beast or Gambit, depending on the day. And I'm more likely to be thinking about Hellboy and his buddies at the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense than I am about the Justice League. I recently revisited a one-shot comic I adore by Hellboy creator Mike Vignola, and it's called The Amazing Screw-On-Head, and it just is a riot. It's an absolute barrel of laughs uh, set during Abraham Lincoln's presidency here in the United States as a screw-on head who has interchangeable bodies, (laughs) tries to fight different paranormal enemies, so super duper fun. There's definitely a hero out there for everyone, I feel, so if mainstream superheroes aren't for you, consider giving a more offbeat character a try. And of course, if you've ever looked at our comic book selection and found it a little bit wanting, you can always make requests. If we don't have it, another library in the Monarch Library System can probably send it over easy peasy. If it's not available in our system, we can look into purchasing the title for you or procuring it through interlibrary loan, so getting it sent from another library anywhere in Wisconsin or Minnesota, and that's all totally free with a library card. So that's pretty much what I've been reading and watching. If you want more recommendations, you can always check out the library's blog where we post staff picks each month. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel where adult fiction librarian Sarah periodically posts recommendations. And I sometimes suggest books and movies and anime and music and activities for teens. Have you filled out your census form yet? It's really important to us that everyone in West Bend gets counted. The census is used to distribute state and federal funds, including library funding. So filling out the census form helps us better serve you until 2030 and beyond. All you have to do to fill it out is visit 2020census.gov. Just respond before September 30th. It's quick and it's an easy way to help your community. If you do need any help accessing the census or filling it out, you can use our computers. You can ask us for assistance. Uh, We're open Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Fridays 9 to 6, and Saturdays 9 to 1. If you do have your own device, you can take advantage of our free Wi-Fi to fill in the form. It reaches the whole block and is on 24-7-365. You can also respond to the census by phone or by mail. Just visit the website or ask us how. Now, for things that are going on at the library, the summer reading program recently drew to a close, and the librarians have been recovering ever since. Our children's librarian, Miss Terica, has a new grab-and-go craft kit for kids every single week. Supplies are limited, so stop by on Mondays to make sure you get one. One of the activities folks can choose to participate in during summer reading is the annual Family Scavenger Hunt. I have a great time putting this together every year and then looking through everyone's entries. One of the items on this year's list for Family Scavenger Hunt was a library joke, so here are a few of my favorites. Why does the ghost come back to the library every day for more books? She goes through them too quickly. Why did the fish go to the library? To find some bookworms, how do books like to sleep between the covers? What did one library book say to the other? Can I check you out? This one, as a person of Irish descent really hit home? What do you call a sunburned librarian? Well read We're sunscreen kids it's It's good for you. Skin cancer is bad, and last but not least. What does a mummy do when he goes to the library? He gets wrapped up in a good book. If you didn't get a chance to enter the family scavenger hunt this year, check back next summer. It's a great activity for the whole family to work on together. On the topic of summer reading, the August reading program is still going on. Kids and teens are invited to download or pick up a reading record. You just color in one icon for every 20 minutes of reading, and when you're done, you get a prize bag and a scratch-off ticket. Scratch off your card and see what you win. It might be a coupon for a free sub from Cousin Subs, could be a free 10-inch fresh pizza from Eaton's, could be a 5 or a $10 gift card, or a few other scratch-off surprises. This program lasts all month, so stop by before August 31st to claim your prizes. I also want to let you know about a program coming up next week, a virtual program. Wednesday, August 19th at 6 o'clock p.m., we're going to be discussing Beneficial Backyard Bugs. Wisconsin is home to 20,000, over 20,000 insect species, the vast majority of which provide some benefit of some kind to humans. In this presentation, we'll discuss the many ways in which insects help us out, and also take a look at how common these beneficial creatures can be in our own area. Our presenter is uh, PJ Leisch, and he's a statewide entomology specialist and director of the University of Wisconsin Insect Diagnostic Lab. That's also known as the IDL for short. Every year, the IDL handles over 2,400 insect identification questions from Wisconsin's farmers, from private industry, university and government agencies, the general public, and other groups. PJ is really cool in that he also provides entomology-related outreach throughout the state, including regular appearances on Wisconsin Public Radio. If you are interested in attending this program, you can RSVP on Facebook or get in touch with us at the library. Uh, We'll get you hooked up with the link to attend on Zoom. You do want to stay tuned in September for Library Card Sign-Up Month. We'll have promotions, a scavenger hunt with prizes, and some more really cool stuff, including, a uh, word on the street is we're selling library tote bags. I'm super pumped. So next month's episode of Pager, we'll get into some more detail of the amazing things that you can do for free with your library card. But if you want to be proactive about Library Card Sign-Up Month, you can just stop by the library with an ID and some proof of address, Or you can just sign up online, visit monarchcatalog.org and we'll get you started on your uh, journey to library card acquisition. So if you notice that returns are on your account and they're taking a little bit longer, so you've brought an item back and it doesn't get checked in right away. That's because right now we're quarantining items for four days. That's the current American Library Association recommendation. So, to help us with this procedure, please use the book and media drops, either the outdoor ones at the rear of the building or the indoor ones on your way inside, and return items there rather than trying to drop them off at the circulation desk. And if you have any questions about any of our COVID 19 procedures, please don't hesitate to give us a call. And obviously, if you have questions about anything else, call us then too. We can check to see if a book is on the shelf, we can arrange for someone you trust to pick up your holds, uh, walk you through our curbside service, um, help you. Get ebooks and digital audiobooks on your phone, computer, or tablet. All kinds of things. There's a lot you can do just by calling the library, which is saves you a trip and hopefully helps us reduce the community spread. The library is open Monday through Thursday, 9am to 9pm, Fridays from 9 to 6, and Saturdays 9 to 1, as I mentioned earlier. Wearing a face covering is currently required while using the library, and if you can't wear a face covering, we do have curbside pickup options available. Our social distancing policy remains in effect, so please keep your visits brief and limit the number of people in your group as much as possible. If you need help requesting items or you want to learn more about your pickup options, like I say, give us a call. The number is 262-335-5151, and we do really appreciate you and all the steps that you take. For helping keep our staff and our community safe. Of course, the library is located at 6:30 Poplar Street. If you do want to use that back book and media drop, you'll want to take Sixth uh, Avenue or uh, turn into the library parking lot off Walnut Street to use those. Our website is westbendlibrary.org, which has information about a lot of the library-related things I've talked about today. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and as I mentioned earlier, on YouTube. So once again, thanks for tuning into Pager and for doing your part to uh, make our community a better place to live. Like I say, please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions, and if you want to make a librarian smile today, please go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in on September 15th for our next episode, and take care of yourself.